Hello and welcome to The Family Business. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm Donna. And I'm Z. And tonight we are going to be discussing episode 17 entitled Heart. And this happens to be the first episode of Supernatural that deals with werewolves. And also the first appearance of the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier? Her ex creepy ex-boyfriend. Is that who that is? No, that oh. is not who that is. I was like, I did not Guys, look familiar. I was like, that's not Sebastian Stan. What the hell are you talking about? It's funny. He it kind of laughed. It, it totally is. is. I laughed. Okay, well, there's no accounting for humor, but anyway. Okay. See, he was here's, kind of here's this, here's broody, and he had long hair that hung down in his face. And Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I've never seen a single Avengers movie, so there's a reason I didn't get that joke. I don't want. I don't know who I want to shake my head at more right now, Donna or Z. So yeah, you so, guys go watch it and see. He looks like the Winter Soldier. He no, does. He does not look like Sebastian Stan. There is no way. No. No. A little bit? No. A little bit? No. All right. Anyway, so this show. <laughs> now that you've hijacked my. You know, intro. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying before, I was so weirdly interrupted. Um, <laughs> this is... Well, you know, Rodney, that's what you have to explain. Uh, so anyway, as I said, this is our first werewolf episode. And in it, we get to deal with some really kind of weird creeper dudes. Especially Glenn, the next door neighbor who just screams, I'm a serial killer. Doesn't he just look like he calls himself a nice guy? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. I, I put that note. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. It says somewhere around. He's here. definitely an air quote, nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. TM. Yeah, no doubt. See, what lore did you get for this episode? Okay, so since this is the first time that we're introduced to werewolves, to go over the supernatural lore, you're only turned when you're bitten. It, it doesn't count if you're scratched, obviously, because Sam's still saying. Right. You won't have any memory uh, during the turn. Your eyes turn blue. You grow upper and lower fangs. And the only way to kill a werewolf is through the heart. Yeah, and, and they grow, like, wooden-looking um, claws. claws. Yeah. Uh, and then the only way to kill a werewolf is with a silver bullet through the heart, even though there has been theories that killing the person that turned them will sever or cure cure your lycanthropy. Right. So, but I did some research into just kind of werewolf lore in general, because I'm sure nobody out there knows of werewolves. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually learned something kind of interesting was that when the witch hunts were happening, kind of like the 14th through the 18th century, that there were also like werewolf hunts happening and that they were like mostly characterized by if you had a unibrow and if you had a lot of knowledge about wolves and they were like, you must be a werewolf. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, mostly it happened in Switzerland. I guess that's why they're always neutral now because they're like, we fucked up big time. That was four <laughs> centuries of werewolf hunts. Like. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we were wrong. Also, the reason that werewolf lore spread so wide was because... Christianity was spreading. And so, like, at the same time that, like, witch hunts were spreading, so was werewolf hunts. And, and so when people would try to convert other cultures and stuff, they would bring those lures with them along along the way. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, that sucks because that's shitty to do, but, you know. 
cool information. Well, that's pretty much part of the course for Christianity, but, you know, we yeah. won't go into that right now. So One one last thing. In Asian cultures, the werewolf equivalent is a were-tiger and a were-leopard, which is why if you were to type it into, like, a word document, they don't appear to be spelled wrong, whereas a were anything else is. So were-tiger, were-leopard, and were-wolf all show up right, but, mm-hmm. like, if you were doing if a you were were-bear... To put, like, yeah, were-bear or, like, were-cougar or whatever, like, it shows that it's spelled wrong. So I thought that was cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, other than nice guy Glenn, <laughs> Donna, anything in particular about the episode that you really enjoyed or that you wanted to point out? One thing I I kind of liked was when they actually I, I haven't decided whether she was being facetious or not, mm-hmm. but when they talked to the medical examiner and I forget the actress's name, but she used to be on Stargate. Yes, SG One. Yes. Yep. Um, when she, when they were talking to the medical examiner, she said. That no, she didn't know what had caused it, but if she were to guess, she would think it was a wolf. But since there's no wolf, she's going to call it a pit bull. I have a huge soapbox about mm. breed specific legislation. That's not the word I was looking for. Discrimination. But, uh, discrimination, yes, thank you. Breed specific discrimination. And a lot of times in my writing, I will actually have somebody say it must have been a pit bull just to be facetious. Yeah. I'm pro pit. Just if that wasn't clear. So uh, I, but I kind of appreciated just the fact that she didn't know what had caused the damage, so she was going to blame it on a pit bull. Right. Was uh, was a thing that was included in there. Well, and I think that you are on the right path with that. In that, I think she was being facetious because mm-hmm. you know pit bulls get such a rap, but. Whenever I was a kid, it was Dobermans. I, I was terrified of Dobermans because they were the ones that were going to snatch the baby out of the crib and rip its face off and, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice it to Satan or whatever. So I, I grew up with a Pitbull Terrier mix. And so she was like the hyperest fucking thing. It's not a word, hyperest. The most hyper thing in the world. But she was a sweetheart, too. Mm-hmm. Like, was the biggest cuddler. And she wouldn't wouldn't hurt a fly. Now, werewolves, on the other hand... Yeah, that's true. They will rip your hearts out. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Which is, I'm, you know, going to point out where the title of the episode comes from. Ta-da. So, one thing with the lore, I don't know that werewolves eating hearts is... Is that part of the werewolf lore? Or is that something um, that Supernatural just kind of like, hey, we're going to tie this in? I didn't find anything that was, like, specifically... The, the thing is, is, is werewolf lore is mostly Eastern European. Right. And so there weren't like a lot of like oh maybe it's from this culture or whatever like it really just seemed to be maybe something that supernatural came up with to kind of do a little spicing up of it right but they also said that in in the lore that i found like outside of supernatural that scratches can turn you as well so obviously they took some liberties with it so with this episode we get introduced to the other like primary female character and that's madison who is sam thinks he's protecting her from a werewolf, but, you know, spoiler alert, she actually turns out to be the werewolf. With this, I like how they set it up, too, because if it's your first time seeing it, I think that you don't realize that it's actually her. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, whenever I first saw this, I'm like, oh, it's Glenn. It is definitely Glenn. Glenn is definitely the creepazoid because Mm -hmm. he's got this, you know, like I said, the serial killer vibe going on. And then it kind of is him. Yeah. But it also isn't him. Right. Exactly. Apparently he's a creeper even as a werewolf. Yes. Madison, she's a good character, but she is verging right up on the Manic Pixie dream girl. 
yes. line with her showing Sam how to appreciate life and da 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 and all that stuff. But I don't think she crossed it. She was she was approaching, but I don't think she crossed it. Well, and the thing is, is I think she meets Sam where he needs her to meet him, and she. Whether she knows it or not, I think that she did the perfect approach with Sam in that if you if you want to woo Sam, this is kind of how you do it. This is kind of how you approach it. I understand where you're coming from. At the same time, I think they the writer did a great job with how they had the two of them approaching the kind of relationship aspect of it. Because with Dean, he's the whole, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And, Dean, and Sam is more the intellectual, the more touchy-feely. And, you know, no pun intended. So I, I think that they did a great job with that. Yeah. I really liked her. I thought she was a really fun character. Like, she was still badass without being, like, one specific kind of badass. Like, we've seen Haley, who was, you know, from the Wendigo episode. Right. Very badass. And then we've seen, like, other characters similar to her. I mean, uh, Joe and... Ellen. Ellen. Oh, my God. I just, like, blanked on her name. <laughs> uh, Joe and Ellen were also badasses. But then I feel like we see Madison, and she is a badass, but she's not that, like, strong, keeps her emotions inside, and that's kind of why she's strong badass. Right. So, I, I really like her as a character. Also, she was, like, really bold, and she wasn't, like, just, like, throws her thongs out there, like, here you go, you're in my way. Like, I was trying to be nice and asking you to move the couch, and you're in the way, so... I'm going to do my laundry right in front of Itty bitty panties and I'm going to weigh you right in your face. Yes. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) They did some really kind of cool POV shots where they would be in the werewolf's point of view and um, Mm -hmm. chasing after people. My only problem with them was the camera was really low to the ground. Yeah. And they pretty much showed that, I mean, these are are humans. Yeah. These are not wolves. These are, well, they're, they're, you know what I'm trying to say. Right. They they run upright. They don't run on hands and feet. So for that camera to be so low to the Mm -hmm. ground, it was kind of a a weird choice. They fit more with the the French Lugaroo type of werewolves Mm -hmm. in that. Total transformation. Right. Not partial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could appreciate that those were supposed to be really cool, but they just made me really nauseous. Like, I was was not a fan of it. And then, so, it wasn't from the werewolf's point of view, but it was kind of similar, like, near the ground in the beginning when Madison was leaving the bar to go to her car. And it was, like, supposed to be, like, a really suspenseful shot. And then all of a sudden, it was just, like, right up her legs and across her skirt and butt. And I was like, the like, I'm not scared anymore. Like, it's just a butt shot. Like, oh, whoop de doo Maybe she dies. Maybe she doesn't. Who cares? I've seen her butt now. That's all I need. Right? Right? No. (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen these movies, but if I'm not mistaken, with The Howling, didn't they do something similar to that? Like, they had the camera as the wolf's Mm. point of view. Boy, it's been a long time since I've seen Yeah, I mean, it's probably been, like, 20 years since I've seen one of those movies, but I seem to remember that they they did that where they kind of had like the the pov shot with the camera being for the wolf and then attacking the the victims and everything and so i think it might be kind of an homage to that if i'm not mistaken in that they did that in the howling movies they do like to do homages so it's possible yeah Yeah. i just to me the thing i remember from from the howling is when d wallace transformed at the end into this adorable little wear pomeranian and he was so (laughs) cute Yeah, and of course the one that I remember the most is, I think it was four, where they're trapped in that damn castle for whatever reason, so... But yeah, like I said, again, it's been 20 years since I've seen one of those movies. I wanted to point out the werewolf 
Glenn's hunting grounds was called Hunter's Point. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny because Sam and Dean are hunters and, and hunters are kind of known for hunting wolves. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a. I got a couple of little nitpickies. When she, and let's, let's be honest, she was flirting with Sam. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. When she was flirting with Sam, she made the comment that she never gets to watch her show. Doesn't she live alone? <laughs> no sign that anybody else lives there. I think yeah. I think she's meaning, like, work-wise. Because from what from the office that she goes to, it looks like she's in kind of like a fast-paced business mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Probably works long hours, probably, you know, isn't always home and things like that. So I I took it to mean that, that she's not always home to be able to watch them. Yeah, I could see that. Especially with the way that, that her, her boss, Nate, was being, like, suspect AF. Right. He was like, you have to, you have to uh, come back to the office with me. Like, bro. We yeah. need to file those papers. Right? Yeah. You know, the papers. Yeah, totally not subtle at all. And then there was a... That was a nice apartment. Yeah. That was. A very nice apartment. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what she does, but... It said that he was a lawyer, so I'm going to assume probably... either she was a lawyer or she was his assistant. No, she was not a lawyer. I'm thinking legal secretary. Yeah. Maybe like a that. paralegal, but yeah. mo- probably more likely she was the legal secretary. Yeah, she was definitely some sort of assistant to Nate. I mean, in Tulsa, which has a very low cost of living, that apartment would probably be twelve, fourteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. in a in a big city, yeah. yeah. So yeah. those are some of my nitpickies. Oh, actually, the just the pacing in general is not bad, but it's paced in such a way that you think it's ended. Yeah, a couple of times yeah. before it has, and. And that was that kind of threw me off. But I think you were supposed to feel like the situation was resolved when they uh, after they did the do after they after they killed Glenn. You were supposed to think that it was resolved, right? So it and felt like an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah I then, agree with and that. And then totally. I felt like it was another one after they they banged and then yeah. Sam and Maddie after they they did the do. I think we need to take a break, but I'm, we'll talk about the banging scene. Oh. There will be there will be, <laughs> talk about the there will be scene. lots of discussion about that scene. So yes. yeah. So at this time we are going to go ahead and take a break and give ourselves time to breathe while we picture a semi nude Jared Padalecki. I'm gonna ask you to please visit us on iTunes or Google Play and give us a rating. We would really appreciate that. And maybe a review and a subscribe. If you do that, it helps us move up in the rankings and helps people find us. We would love it if you would interact with us on social media and all that. Z tell you about that. Find us on Twitter at TFB underscore SPN Fancast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Family Business underscore SPN Fancast. The Family Business, along with all of our sister casts, are on Tumblr at snarkcasts.tumblr.com. Also on Facebook at Snarkcasts. And you can find us, our sister podcasts, and a whole bunch of other cool podcasts on the Gumby Cat Networks. That's gumbycatnetworks.com. Please go visit them now. Well, not now. In about 15 minutes after you're done listening to this episode. Go visit. So, shall we just pick up with the semi-nude Jared Padaleckis? Yes. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. I, I'm perfectly fine with doing that. Here's the thing. I, I, we've talked more than once about how they actually go to a fair amount of effort to hide that he's got a really fantastic body. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> they 
I continued to do it in this scene. I mean, and you have to work to show naked Jared Padalecki and not show that he's got a fantastic body. Okay, I was really enjoying that scene. Like his, I mean, like what little they show us, like his hands and stuff. I was just like, you have nice hands. Like, how do you look at somebody and you go, those are sexy hands? But I, I, <laughs> well, I have a thing for him. I do too. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so not just me. Like, I guess I'm just. Anyways, yeah. uh, but there was one shot where it showed like his like his whole almost his whole and arm. Veins. Yes, there were veins. <laughs> there was sweat. You could see it all, and I was like, I was like appreciating it. And then at that point, like my cat was sitting in my lap, and I was like, oh yes, and she ran away. She was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm done. <laughs> so so I wrote a note with exclamation points, and it says Jesus. Jared is so fucking muscular and hot. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. So, yeah, a little verklempt with that episode. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly got hot in here. It's warm in there. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that we've totally, you know, objectified Jared Padalecki, sorry, Jared. <laughs> We're not sorry. Not really, We're yeah. not the first. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be the last. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. just shouldn't walk around with a body like that if he doesn't want to be objectified. Well, yeah. you know. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know we kind of. T- okay. Wow. So I was going to say before the break, you were talking about a couple of things that uh, were nitpicky, and I don't know if this is really a nitpicky thing or if this is just kind of like a supernatural changing the lore kind of thing. But in typical werewolf movies and things, as soon as the full moon comes out, the werewolf is changing. Mm -hmm. But this, it seemed like they waited until midnight in order for the change to happen. So even though we can clearly see the full moons out, we know what's going on. It was kind of delayed, it looked like, until at least midnight. It was, and I had a really good thought to follow that. And you lost it. Go ahead, Z. Um, to, to be fair, I didn't actually find anything that was specifically like, as soon as the moon is out, on a full moon or whatever. Like, I think that's kind of more of a cultural thing. Like, the more that werewolves have become popular. Like, that's just kind of a thing that has happened. But, oh, I forgot a funny thing about werewolf lore. Yes. So as soon as they stopped doing like the werewolf hunts and werewolves moved into literature, they became more popular in romance novels than they did in horror. Like, immediately. Like, that's not, like, a new, like, the 20th century thing. <laughs> well, but to be honest, they're, they're kind of sympathetic because because there is that, there's almost a Jekyll and Hyde kind of relationship between the human right. and the werewolf, and they don't necessarily love what they're doing when they're werewolves. And right. so they're they're fairly sympathetic characters. Well, and it's yeah. also the, the passion behind the transformation and, the, you know, things like that. So I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I just but, thought that was really funny. Being the, Human? Yes. Mm-hmm. The show? Human? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the BBC version, I don't know about the American version, the BBC version, I have never in my life been more invo- emotionally involved in a character than I was in Russell Tover's werewolf. Toby. Toby. Russell, Russell Tovey's werewolf. Jesus Christ, you want to talk about somebody else that, oh, God, sorry. <clears throat> <sighs> yeah, Russell Tovey is so goddamn hot. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Now that we're getting way, way too far into, you know, <laughs> what I think is attractive, um, anything, well, I know we've already kind of talked about Madison and kind of dissected Madison a little bit, no pun intended on that one, but what about her okay. as a female character? Get out. That was a terrible <laughs> pun. Get out. <laughs> no, she, you know... She was smart, she was funny, she was intellectual, she was everything that Sam was going to want yes. in a woman. She was confident, you know, the way that she was just like, nope, I'm not going back to the office with you and I've already called you a cab. Yeah. You know, like, like, not only do I know what you're doing, I'm already prepared for it. So yeah, she was, she was a really good character and it would have been nice if they would have found a way to save her, but, but, they were building a parallelism between Dean and his promise to kill Sam right. and Sam suddenly realizing how awful it is to be put in that situation. Right. Yeah. There's also the the usual dynamic between Sam and Dean where Sam thinks that certain monsters can be saved and Dean thinks that if you're a monster you, you know, deserve to get blown away or destroyed or whatever the case may be. Okay. And Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you can see Dean becoming more sympathetic with that. Right. It's like, a, like, as we go along, but especially with this episode. When he faced Glenn as a human, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a powerful moment. Because, I mean, yeah. Dean is not, as much as he likes to see Sam about being sensitive, Dean is not insensitive. Right. He's just got a thicker wall over yeah. that, well, that heart. And when he faced Glenn lying there confused, and dying, right. you can see that affected Dean. Yeah. What, what was it he said? He said, take it easy or something like that. Like, he wasn't like, you're going to be okay, but he was still, like, reassuring about it. He was being it. comforting. Right. Yeah. Because he realized what he was seeing was a dying human. Right. Yeah. And you can see, because their eyes turn blue, for whatever reason, in the supernatural universe, their eyes turn blue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so you could you could physically see the transformation as well as, like, see Dean feel it, yeah. <laughs> if right. that makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a good scene. I really liked when when um, Maddie and Sam were sitting on the couch together and they're like really close. Like there was so much eyelash batting going on there, like between the both of them, like not just her. Right. And I was really digging it. And then she went and was going to bed or whatever. And he's like, if you if you need anything, just just call out. And I was like right there, like that was where I was like, I ship it. Like it was it was official. Just put your lips together and blow. Yeah. <laughs> There was there was one line she said though that like really got me like not just as like a fan of supernatural but just kind of like a human being was when she said was well, she's talking about her relationship with Kurt the, the stalker mm-hmm. um, and she said it's not like he introduced himself like hi I'm possessive and controlling uh, and I like to punch people want to be my girlfriend right because like I feel like a lot of women have been in that situation where yeah. somebody's like well why did you stay or like what's your problem like why didn't you get out sooner and it's kind of like that's not who you're introduced to. That's right. not somebody doesn't just come up and is like, you know what? You look like a really good victim. Why don't we get to you? You're yeah. you're in love with this person, right? Yeah, you can't see my hand gesture. You're <laughs> in love with the persona that they are projecting intentionally to you. Yeah, and then you find out that you're actually living with this other person, and you just keep hoping that eventually you'll get back to the person you thought you were with. Yeah, because well, it's kind of like, oh, maybe they're having a bad day, or maybe it's, you know, there's this thing that's happening, like, it's gonna go away, and like, to see, I feel like the actress, uh, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce her name, it's like Manuel something it begins with a V. I'm really sorry. I'm bad with pronouncing names. But I feel like she did that. <laughs> pronouncing. 
whatever. <laughs> With doing the names. Um, <laughs> speaking the sounds. <laughs> With making words. Um, anyways, I feel like she as an actress did really well with that because, I don't know, it wasn't just a, like a line, I guess, for right. her. So Well, and it also, too, goes back to what you were saying, Donna, with the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. You can draw the parallel between, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, the, the human and the werewolf, the, you know, crazy boyfriend, beater dude, and yeah. the the persona of, you know, the nice guy. So, I mean, yeah, there, there are a lot of different parallels and correlations that you can make throughout this entire episode with the characters that they present. But yeah, he was... He was definitely obviously he was set up to be the the main suspect yeah, and right everything. Here. But then whenever Dean goes up and he sees like those huge fucking claw marks down the side of the building, it's just like yeah, yeah, some bad shit went on here. Yeah. So so then we, we at at the end where she asks Sam to kill her. Yeah. And he doesn't want to. He he does not want to. He he protests. He refuses. She says she wants it to be him. I don't know why she couldn't just do it herself. Well, actually, I do because then that wouldn't have had the great emotional moment between the brothers. Right. Yeah. But, well, and two, I I mean, unless you're at a certain point in your life and and in your mentality, it's not that easy to take your own life. Also. So, there might have been, I, I, there was no indication of this, but it could have been a religious thing, too. Right. I know in, in many religions, killing yourself, like, is a ma- massive no-go. Yeah. So, I mean, I gave no indication, but, you know, maybe... No, no, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just kind of thinking, I, I think telling somebody else to kill you is a pretty narrow line to base yeah. your... Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, anyway. Right there. So, yeah. So, Dean offered to take it away from Sam, and I thought that was... Because Dean is fully acquainted with how painful it is to be asked to kill someone you love. It was really hard watching Sam cry and, like, to see him go through that. Yeah. And then he walked away, and we get, like, that that portrait shot or whatever of Dean's face, and there's just the one tear. The single manly tear. That, oh, oh, right at the chest. Actually, I'm... Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, right through. Get out of here! (laughs) Get out! Oh... You're uh, I know. But what are you going to do? Okay. After we him. fire Z and Z throws <laughs> Shannon out, I will be the sole host of the family business. And um, you will get 30 minutes of just, ooh, Jensen. Ah, Jared. Yes. <laughs> Misha, I like your eyes. And lots of spoilers. Oh, yeah. So, yes. That's true. That's true. Like the one that she just said. But anyway. Well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what, that there's someone named Misha that exists in the world? Well, you know, maybe some people don't know that. <laughs> that, no, that someone named Misha exists in the world. Exactly. I know. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so here's here's a little a little a little nitpicky thing. When they're watching the like the soap opera or whatever, you can kind of hear in the background what's going on on the TV. Now I'm like I have partial hearing loss in one ear, and so I always watch with the subtitles. It just makes everything easier to understand, and, and it makes it easier to focus because I also have ADD. So that's like 
you know, that sucks. But the subtitles didn't match up with what was being said. And that was driving me nuts. <laughs> and I was like, like had to rewatch that whole scene because I was like, I like, I'm just so focused on like, like it sounds like an old style movie, but then like these subtitles are indicating that it's some kind of like nineties drama. And I was like, I have no idea. Like I was so distracted. Hmm. Get your shit together. <laughs> Subtitle people. Yeah. Jeez. All right, guys. Well, we're close to being out of time. Is there anything that you want to go into before we close? See, it looked like there was something. <laughs> Why do you always get to hang out with the girls? Because I'm older. That little exchange between Sam and Dean. And then they do the rock, paper, scissors. Yes. And Dean's like, best two out of three. And he still shoots with scissors. <laughs> that was great. And then Sam was like, uh, bundle up out there. All right. Like, just like pretending to care for that. Yeah. yeah. They they were dogs in this episode. The, both of them were just. Bunch. And that's the pun I will accept. Because <laughs> I pointed it out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you know what? I'm quite all right with Jared being a dog in this episode mm-hmm. because we we got a wonderful, wonderful scene out of it. So yeah, mm. those veins, man, those veins. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I think that we are going to go ahead and call it a week before we just you know devolve back into X-rated imaginings at least so anyway we want to thank you guys for joining us and we invite you to come back next week whenever we will be discussing episode 18 entitled hollywood babylon so until then carry on i'll be in my bunk me too Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.